when should your kids, when should your children be financially independent? New Harris survey is out in the States in which uh, apparently uh, many parents believe the age is 22. That is the right age. But it's kind of funny. Parents and kids, they disagree on this uh, fact. Uh, Young adults expect to be financially independent, uh, well, rather later than their uh, parents uh, were hoping. As I mentioned, uh, 22 is the ideal age for uh, most parents. Meanwhile, (laughs) younger millennials say it's not, how about this, not embarrassing to rely on your parents' money up until the age of 30. I know that seems a little late to me. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be going to the bank of mom and dad because, uh, well, I asked somebody out and I need uh, money for dinner. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a, a little late in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but apparently, if millennials are saying it's not embarrassing. It's officially not embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. Well. So what are we doing? Parents said actually it would be uncomfortable to, uh, although twenty-two is the ideal age. Uh, They say that uh, they could support them a little longer, but anything past 27, it becomes uncomfortable as far as uh, the bank of mom and dad is uh, concerned. And again, uh, younger millennials are uh, reporting that "Eh, that's not really all that embarrassing up until uh, the age of 30. Here's uh, Ben in Oakville. Uh, Ben, when do you think your children should be financially independent? Anytime before today. He's never leaving, bud. He's never going to (laughs) leave. What's going on? Is this a failure to launch thing going on with your son or daughter? uh, I I take my son. I take full. I take full credit for this. I ruined him. I ruined him. How so? Give him what he wanted. Took him where we wanted. Holidays all the time. The kids have been to Caribbean, Mexico. He's been to Europe. I pay. I do. I is. And why would you leave? Why? And, And how old's your son now? Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. Still living at home too. Oh, yeah, yeah. No no college debt. I paid for that. No university debt. I paid for that. So, you, you've obviously, you feel kind of stuck, right, Ben? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of blew it. And, and and I look at these studies, and I talk to these people, and I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you, if you could give advice to those that are listening right now, and if you could do one thing differently, what would it be? I got to be tougher on them. I, I should have been tougher. I should have said no. I can't say no. And it's a tough thing to do as a parent, right? So-called tough love. Say no. Once in a while, say no. All right, Ben, thanks. Appreciate uh, the phone call. Let's get our personal finance expert on. Here's Rabita Ahmed-Hawk. She joins us to discuss this further on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uh, Rabina, have you heard that? Uh, You just heard from Ben. Have you heard that over and over again? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, we as parents want to give our kids everything. And if we can afford to do so, it's sometimes hard to rein ourselves in, especially, you know, now we're looking at the holidays coming up. I already have friends around me talking about what they're going to get their kids for Christmas. And you can really end up, uh, you know, developing a, a situation where your children feel that everything is easy, that things you just have to ask and you get it. Uh, we need to put some restraint. Even if you can afford to give your kids everything, you shouldn't because you're going to then set them up for failure later in life when they actually have to go out and earn the money to get everything they want. Uh, there should be some understanding that the things that they are getting come because mom and dad work so hard because we uh, bring money home and because we're sacrificing other things so we can give you this. You should try to establish some of that from a very young age so that kids don't feel, I mean, 
I, I don't like using this word, but, you, you know, raising spoiled kids where they don't understand really the value of a dollar. All right. Well, this uh, Harris survey from the states, uh, parents are saying 22 is the ideal age for financial independence. And again, younger millennials are uh, reporting in the same survey that, uh, you know what, it's really not embarrassing to rely on your parents' money up until uh, the age of 30. Uh, what, as far as you're concerned, is an ideal age to become financially independent? When you leave university and you start your first full-time job, the agenda should be that I'm now going to get on my feet financially by myself. You may be carrying student debt. You may still be relying on your parents. Maybe they're helping you pay your rent in the beginning, or maybe they're helping you pay some of your student debt down. But you should be moving towards a situation where you are becoming more financially independent because now you're out there in the world uh, making an income, paying income tax, doing all the things that you do when you're an adult. And now we need to start looking at how can you financially support yourself. I, you know, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I still have gone to my dad to get a small loan for something because of, you know, I didn't have that liquid cash available as quickly as maybe he did. There's nothing wrong with relying on your parents even when you are in your 40s for money, but it's more that continuous, you know, are you going to pay my rent every month? Are you going to make my car payments? Are you going to pay for my Netflix subscription? These things are the things that parents need to get their kids uh, away, uh, get them responsible for paying for, and they need to stop paying for those things. It's really easy to just, you know, sign up your kid for a subscription and it just comes off your credit card and you don't worry about it and they're still using it and they don't even understand how much it costs and who's paying for it. So I think those are the things that it's important as parents of young adults that you need to start getting kids to pay for those things, young adults to start paying for those things. Give me your take on uh, when kids should start working. Uh, I got a job as uh, delivering papers. I know that seems like the Stone Age uh, now, but uh, when I was 11, that was kind of my first job. Then I I went on to McDonald's, and I've always worked through school and right up till this uh, very day. When it comes to work, is it important to get your kids started early, do you think? You know, I'm just like you, Jeff. I think I had my first job at 13 or 14, a little bit later than 11, but still the first time, or maybe even babysitting before that, I was still making a little bit of money. But the first time I actually had to go in and be responsible and be on time every day for a job, probably around 14. And I'm the same way. I've never stopped working. Uh, There's nothing wrong with getting your kids, uh, encouraging them to do a part-time job, whether it be on the weekends, especially in the summer months, if they're not going to school, if they're not taking any other kind of program. And those jobs can be really fun and really they they can get great experiences being camp counselors even working in the mall they understand how money works how to you know deal with customers i mean i worked in the mall for many years and i think that that developed my um ability to be a reporter when i was first a reporter as you know the most one of the most uh, difficult things to do is stand on the street and ask people questions, but I was so <laughs> good at it because I had years and years of retail experience talking to people in the store about anything. So get your kids, um, you know, encourage them to get a job. If you own a business, get them to come and work in it to see how it runs because uh, maybe one day you'll be passing it on to them. So I don't think there's anything wrong, but just be careful that they're not working so much that it's impeding on their studies because uh, a lot of times I felt like sometimes I worked a lot and I was tired at school. Looking back, I feel like my parents should have reined me in a little bit and said, maybe you're taking too many hours and yeah. you, know, you need to focus on your studies. Like most things in life, balance. Balance is important. Uh, just finally, for those that are listening, like a Ben who just called in, who's got a 28-year-old son and he's still living at home and he can't seem to close the uh, bank of a uh, mom and dad, how would you suggest parents go about doing that, cutting those financial strings? Um, I think some tough love is, uh, is, 
what he needs to do at the age of 28. I mean, he can no longer take his toys away or do something, you know, ground him because he's a, it's a, he's a grown man. Uh, but maybe really giving him a deadline saying that, you know, by 2020, you need to be able to get your own apartment or you need to be able to start making your own car payments or whatever it is that he's taking care of for his son. Start putting some hard deadlines in place saying that, you know, I've been financially supporting you and I love you. You are my son. I'm always there for you. But you need to now take responsibility for the things that you want in your life so that you have a successful life and you go on to teach your kids these good money lessons as well, too, so that, you know, how, how, how much longer he can't t- take care of him when he's a dad and then he's taking care of his kid and the grandkids. I mean, the, you know, there has to be a point where that young man takes care, you know, takes responsibilities for his own financial future. And setting some hard deadlines, he knows exactly what the financial situation is. Setting some hard deadlines for his son might get that started. Listen, I know this is a topic that is striking a chord with many who are uh, listening right now. Rabina, thanks as always. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, Jeff. There goes Rabina Ahmed-Hawk, our personal finance expert.